Show presents Scratch It Track. The podcast where we debate which track to scratch off some of the most known and unknown albums of all time. We live in an era of singles. This is an album. People no longer listen to an album for the work it truly is. It kind of defines a band. It's just not something that people relate to nowadays. We've all gotten the dreaded. Started out as a game. Which track on the album would, would you scratch out if you had to? Hey everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of Scratch a Track presented by The Dude and Grip Show. How you doing in there, uh, Grimmer? I'm, I'm doing. Yeah, you ready for this one? We got kind of an exciting album. I know it's one I've been looking forward to. One of my favorites. One, yeah, why don't you tell everybody which one we're going to be rapping about today. I think we're going to talk about Let It Bleed by the Rolling Stones. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a good one. It's... Um, it's definitely it's it's been high in my list for for I think a, a a long time. It's it's one of my of their I think four albums. Uh, well, sh- now now I go back. Yeah, um, you you can't yeah. say just four. But yeah, four. But maybe of that four, era, of the four favorite. Yeah, of that yeah. era. Yeah. But, but then I throw in Tattoo You. But yeah, sure. Um, when I think of you know Beggar's Banquet, Let It Bleed, Exile, and then Sticky Fingers. Yeah, um, that's fair. I mean those. Those are just, dude. To, to to put out those four albums in a row is pretty insane. Oh, like, I know those, they're just just epic. If you think absolute mainstays, yeah, yeah, for real, yeah. Um, and uh, and we will definitely be talking about at at one point or another. Those albums will be covered on this on this channel. So um, no one needs to worry. Um, yeah, uh, but this is the first so. one. Yeah, and I guess there's no good reason why. I mean, chronologically, it doesn't necessarily yeah. make sense, being that right. uh, one could argue that Beggar's Banquet was first, but yeah, I, I don't know what it was. Uh, for whatever reason, this album for me, I think, stood out more. I, I don't know how it affected you. Yeah, I, you know, I, I must admit, it, it, now that I kind of think about it, and I, I just take those four albums. I love this album. It's a great album. <laughs> and we're not playing scratch an album here, but of those four albums, this might actually be my least favorite of those four. Oh, really? Um, now that, yeah, that yeah. I did not know. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I think it might be. Um, so, I mean, I, yeah, I can't really tell you exactly when I got into it or started listening to it. I mean, I think seeing that, well, the, the main song for me that really got me hooked was gimme shelter. And I think yeah. uh, I remember my, my dad got me the documentary, gimme shelter. Um, cause I was really into the stones when I was in high school. Okay. And, um, and, and I really, really liked, liked that documentary. Um, and of course that, you know, the, 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 I mean, the, the self-titled song and I, I just kind of, you know, I knew that song and then you can't always get what you want. I think those were the radio ones that that I was always hear. Um, but you know, not to get too deep into the album yet, but it's weird because I feel like those two songs are very different than all the other ones on the album. They're they're kind of like the least bluesy and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, it's it's wait yeah, just just so. so I'm you said give me shelter and what else? Uh, you can't always get what yeah, you want. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, you can't always get what you want. It's very uh, gospel influenced, and uh, yeah. with the choir, I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. it's kind of in a different direction than I think. Not only most of the stuff on this album, but you could argue a lot of their stuff in general. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is actually, um, I read that you can't always get you get what you want. It was actually recorded in '68 before they even did Beggar's Banquet, and that didn't even make the album or make Beggar's Banquet the album. And then they actually went into the studio in early 69 after Beggar's Banquet to start recording, which yeah, would, that become, is, would become Let It Bleed. That um, uh, agrees with with what I've read. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was released um, December 5th, 1969. Um, you know, it... It, they they were a very popular band at that point, and just like yeah. the Beatles, and so they in, anything that came out pretty much was automatically on the charts. So they they, they didn't have any issues, um, you know, making charts and making hits and selling records. They, they're just their name alone. Um, and it is the uh, Let It Bleed when it came out. It's actually the album that knocked. Abby wrote off um, the, from the number one spot in the UK you know, for only I, one week. <laughs> I, I did read that, but that that yeah. is an interesting fact nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, so it was released uh, in in '69, and you know, one of the things is is um, you know Brian Jones, who was there, uh, basically the the whatever the, the uh, leader yeah. the beginner of the band sure. the originator yeah um he got fired <laughs> because he was into a, a lot of stuff um well that's that eventually that's also what i read and and it led to his demise ultimately in his own swimming yeah. pool which that yeah that's uh that's a bad deal yeah. but uh yeah yep replace I mean, <laughs> yeah to, to get kicked out of the Rolling Stones, man, like you, you got to be, you, you got to be. I mean, because dude, we, we all know Mick and Keith and everybody. Like they're not, you know, oh, they're no. not Boy Scouts, man. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, they're, they're they're doing some stuff too. So Brian Jones must have had um, some real problems. And I guess when it, you know, and and I know you've you've had this in a, in bands that you've been in where um, when it starts affecting the group. You yeah, know, and practices and shows and everything. Sure, and I, and I, I can't compare to anything to the Rolling Stones, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. there is yeah, a limit, you know. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. for the Stones, sure, totally. Even for the Stones. Oh man, yeah. If uh, and but yeah, you're right. You, you know, and one of the things I haven't read up on is, I guess I don't know where he sat in terms of the musical direction because you know the the stones are interesting in a lot of ways mm-hmm. and one of the ways to me is that uh i i think the comparison always becomes between the beatles and the stones sure it, right course. yeah and i i do feel that the beatles did more for music as a whole. I think that in terms of rock and roll, like the Beatles progressed rock and roll to a place that no other band could have. However, in the same breath, if you're looking at taking some of the influences and maybe covering or, um, mm-hmm. doing an homage to some of these influences 
in the yeah. way that a lot of the bands wanted to. I don't think anyone did it better than the Stones yeah. because I think yeah. they just they they did it true to life and mm-hmm. they they just they had a soul that not not all the other bands or any of the other bands really had and that was yeah that's an interesting thing about them uh yeah. i think yeah no it's it, it, as much as people want to you know compare the beatles and the stones and and um they're very different their histories are very different their music is is very different um you know kind of the you know after what was it after revol uh was it after rubber soul or revolver basically when the the beatles stopped touring i mean they just became a studio band at that point like one of the things the stones are known for is their live shows and just rocking out like I mean, oh absolutely you know um it's 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 really interesting that they they've been able to keep going um in 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 really doing it they're they're, they're still doing it i think i think mick jagger had open heart surgery like sometime last year and he was performing like a couple months later or something. Yeah. It's it just un- unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. But, um, but yeah, so during this album, you know, you're, I don't know if I'd say the creative force, but one of the main, the mainstays, one of the, the main forces. Here, yeah. Yeah. You know, he, he, he gets kicked out and, um, I, I don't think it was really as dramatic as when, um, uh, you know, Sid Barrett left Pink Floyd or something like that, where it's like, oh, we got to find our way and where do we go now? Because, you know, Mickey yeah, and Keith were... they were, knew were where really they were going. Strong presences, yeah. Sure. Yeah, they were very strong presences. So, um, but pretty crazy that, you know, he he got fired and then um, within a month of being fired, he, he is when he passed away. It's Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they held that free concert uh, in Hyde Park. And yeah, that was, I think, probably a... Well, and and one thing that we discussed before is, I mean, what was it? A day after the album's release was the Altamont concert, which was, I mean, not only um, something pivotal within their own career, but I mean, just in terms of music in general, I mean, that was a... That was like yeah. the end of the flower power hippie generation. I mean that that yeah. that that concert really signaled a change. It, and it, it did. And and I would argue that if if we want to bring this thing full circle, I think that one could argue, I mean, look at the change in in terms of the Rolling Stones, look at the first song on this album, which is "Gimme Shelter." I mean that <laughs> right. that does right. not that song does not have that flower power hippie no. feel. That that's something no. different, and that's to me that that's like a, a stepping stone for where we're yeah. going. Yeah, well, and that's that was the interesting thing for me when I started actually researching and looking at this album. I was really surprised that it came out in 69 because I, I always think of, you know, basically 67 to, you know, 69, 70 is the, the flower power hippie summer of, you know, the three year summer of love, whatever, you know, yeah. just, um, with, but it, it seemed like, you know, the stones were way past that phase in, in 69. I mean, they had their kind of like psychedelic, um, 
you know, era and, and whatnot. But, you know, Beggar's that Banquet. That was two years know, ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Beggar's Banquet was, you know, that's even way past, um, you know, the, the hippie stuff and everything. They, yeah, they I, just, I, I would absolutely agree. They were just, um, yeah, and they moved on. And that's where this album, you know, you know, from touring in the U.S. and and they pulled all their influences, and they it's this gospel blues kind of album, man. And it's it's very it's it's not the hippie summer of love, flower power type of music. It's not like the stuff that Dead was doing, or um, you know, Jefferson Airplane or the Doors, the the American bands. They yeah, they, no, they went in a completely different direction. Yeah, you you have a great point, and I think it's. It's like the songs, as I look at it, the songs that were theirs, you either have like your Gimme Shelter or your Midnight Rambler, which were yeah. somewhat darker, I would argue. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you have their blues covers mm-hmm. um, and some other originals that were a little more country. But, I mean, it, it was all... Yeah, you're right. It wasn't in that vein. It was not in that vein, and it was it was something different. Yeah, yeah, and they and it know, was and like they, signaling a change almost even it, before it the was. Ultimate concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and for for those people who are listening, um, you know, I, I would highly recommend seeing the the documentary "Gimme Shelter," and it it kind of uh, it. It That's ends. the one that covers Ultima, correct? Yeah, just correct. just so I'm but, yeah, because that yeah, that but is it, but it, it it finishes with that, but it it kind of shows everything leading up to it. So, yeah, the the um, tour leading up to that. Yeah, yeah, I think they they kind of um, they I don't know if it was Madison Square Garden, um, but they kind of were documenting documenting that tour, and on the tour there's this you know basically this last minute thing, this idea and. You know, it's that very, I hate to say it, kind of that, you know, hippie, um, you know, mentality of, well, let's see what happens. We'll have a festival. Yeah. And and on one hand, I think that's great. At the same time, I think, um, you know, basically anything at this festival that could have gone wrong went wrong. You know, you had the, you know, people know it's documented. The Hells Angels were there as security. They were fighting and and beating up the crowd. They killed the guy. Yeah, they killed the guy, I think. I think a couple people. Yeah, there was one death, um, four births. I think they said. And just, oh Jesus! You know, th- God. I mean, three hundred thousand people were there. I mean, yeah. three hundred thousand. That that's crazy for a free concert. Um, and yeah. yeah, it's it's so I, I would highly recommend that. Well, that and, docu- and even that even looking at the Ultimate free concert, I mean, you had Santana, you had Jefferson Airplane, the Flying yep. Burrito Brothers, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, and the Rolling <clears throat> Stones. So it was like, right, right. You had you had the bands before them. I I think you could argue were more like hippie-ish bands, so to speak. I mean, they were they were more in that was, generation. And then the Rolling yeah. Stones just came and threw, like, double yeah. fists up in the air and said, go fuck <laughs> yeah. yourself, you know? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it definitely was more of the, you know, the San Francisco scene, which, you know, Altamont is very, very, it's, I think it's just across the bay. Um, and so it had, you know, it's the, they had all those Bay Area bands kind of, and then then you bring oh, the sure. Stones, and you know, sure. Um, and that's not to say like, you know, the 
the Stones music is going to start a riot or anything like that, but it's, um, just uh, it's a lot more of prone to, yeah. 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 Um, so, but so, wow. yeah, so it was just interesting when I was doing the research that let it bleed officially came out the, the day before this concert. And at that show, I think you were looking at the set list. They actually played about half, half the album, half the songs they actually play, yeah. played. Yeah. Started. Uh, they didn't make it through all the songs. Yeah, I'm seeing that they played Midnight Rambler. They played Live with Me. They played Gimme Shelter. And I think that's. Yeah. I think that's it. Oh. But I mean, yeah, so, you know, I'd, I'd say some heavy hitters from the album. Yeah. Way. Yeah. Definitely. 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 So. So I guess. Uh, Without further ado, getting into the yeah. album. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So uh, we've talked a little bit about, you know, the first track, Gimme Shelter. And um, it's, I, I mean, it's probably, it's probably one of my favorite favorites yeah. on the, on the track. It's probably one of my favorite just songs of theirs in, in general. Um, it's, it's, it's just, it's just a good yeah. song. Maybe, you know? Man, <laughs> you know, I'll be honest. I have a hard time if you're talking about this album, uh, saying that that's my favorite versus Midnight Rambler. Cause man, Midnight Rambler or shit and no. Monkey Man. I mean, Monkey oh, Man. Dude, the piano. Uh, oh, I know. In its so own good. right. But yeah. either way, I, I think Give Me Shelter is interesting because. I feel like it had, it has, or it had, or it has this darkness that I don't know that you heard from the stones prior to that point. It has a certain element of darkness. And I mean, I, I, um, let me look at the, Who sang the background? Because there was... Okay, so Mary Clayton apparently sang the co-lead vocals on that track. Okay. Yeah, and it's and, pretty And there... Oh, her vocals are amazing, but what I like is that you can hear where her, her vocals start to break apart mm-hmm. in that song, and I think it's amazing that they that they kept that. Yeah, because yeah. that that like to me it's that adds this me, yeah, yeah it adds this element to the song that like man you just uh, you can't I don't know what else you can say about it I mean it it adds an element that like very few songs have because they kept that yeah yeah no I agree it's it, you know a lot of people would be like oh well we peaked or it cracked we oh let's do it over it's like no it, it no. fits. It, it it really fits. It does. Yeah. Um, Let it go. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, so they start off and that, that's a great track to really start an album off with. Oh I man. Mean, it, it, yeah. It, no it, kidding. It, it, it hits you. It does. And then, and then we move on to, to love in vain. And that it's like all of a sudden, you know, you know they, they really slow it down. Well, in love in vain's an old blues cover. I believe <laughs> sure. that's a Robert Johnson song. If I'm not it- mistaken. And, yeah, it's it, it's they they do an interesting version of it, and um, mm-hmm. you know I I think it works for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it does. Um, and 
and they they do they can cover the blues. I, I would argue, <laughs> especially of the English bands. I, I, oh yeah, not that I could cite an American band who could do it any better, <laughs> but I, I feel like right. they were able to cover. Uh, the blues like nobody else, no nobody else of their counterparts or their um, cohorts could. Sure, sure, absolutely. I mean, Led Zeppelin did a lot of blues stuff, um, but, but they but, but, but way, they did it differently. It was so different, yeah. It was yeah. so different. It was so, so different. different. Yep, yeah. and and they, they I th- I think they they tried to stay more true to form, which is interesting to me. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, especially listening, having having Robert Johnson's recordings and listening to that, it's it's just different. Right. 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 Well, then we move on. You know, they they yeah, yeah. Uh, continue to stay in that blues, and they go to a little country honk, <laughs> which I love because it's it's like it's a cover of their own song, which I yeah. think is kind of That's- brilliant. It's really it is really funny. It's and there's really nothing funny. to me, I, I don't know what it is, but I really love the fact that you can hear that car that car horn in the beginning go I'll tell you what, man, no matter how many times I've heard that song and I'm driving, it trips me out. Like, I know. If, I, if if I'm in the car, I, I'm just I'm always like Dude, over like what's going on. I was outside the other day during this whole <laughs> quarantine period with yeah. my five year old daughter riding her bike, and we were listening to this album because I knew we were uh, going to no. talk about it. Talk about yeah, yeah. And I heard the honk, and it still tripped me out. And yeah, like there yeah. were no cars on the street. No, <laughs> no, and it's like you've heard you know? it a million times. You know, oh, it's yeah. coming. But yeah, uh, it's, and it's, and it's I like, I just I I think it's an interesting, an interesting idea to like do a cover of your own song. Yeah, yeah. you know I I just it think is. that's cool. But well, it's funny, and it, they and but they but they named it differently too. Sure, which is you know which is just kind of funny in itself. Of uh, yeah, um, so then we move on to. Uh, Live with me, the uh, fourth yep. track on the album, None. and I, I there, do, man. I do like this track. I, I think it, I think it, uh, really describes in a good way, like how kind of screwed up, like the rock and roll lifestyle is. Sure, yeah, because yeah. you know they're they're talking about like what. Or, or, or Mick, I guess, who's singing is talking about like what it's like living with Keith Richards and some mistake. <laughs> I mean, it just, it's I can only like, imagine. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like this crazy thing, but it's, it's interesting to hear nonetheless. Like, yeah. I don't know that I would want to live with them, but, um, yeah, but it's, well, it's, um, it, and especially, you know, just I, I, one thing for me is I always, I, when we talk about albums, it's always about the flow for me of, you know, you got the, the tracks that hit you and then you slow it down and then the, the transitions and, mm-hmm. you know, I I would never say that this is, you know, you know, I don't think, you know, never think of the Stones as like a concept album band where they're like, no. you know, songs are flowing into each other. That's just not their style. Um, but it's you know they they hit you with give me shelter they kind of slow it down with love yeah no they they have a nice rhythm 
yeah, yeah. even country honk is it's a little slower it's a little kind of up be you know it's just gotta yeah, sure. it, it moves a little bit but then uh but then dude it just live with me just gets starts off nasty it's just yeah it's, it's like dude it's it has this like i, I put it on and it's I, it, it's kind of like a dirty feeling i feel like i need yeah to take a and you got you got that. bobby keys on the sacks like it's yeah. it's just oh, yeah dude. it's it's a different feel than the other ones yeah yeah and then you is. go to let it bleed and like i i love the fact that let it bleed is like the title track, so to speak, for the album. Yeah, I do too. Um, I also think that despite the fact that there's a lot of things they say in Let It Bleed that I don't think a lot of people could necessarily relate with, I yeah. do like it because I think for the time it makes sense like you know like he he says something to the effect of you can lean on me if you need a little coke and sympathy like sympathy yeah it's yeah. just it's like what are friends for <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, no, it's it, it is. It's an interesting song. Uh, a lot of the words and lyrics and things. It's um, it, if if you actually sit down and, and and listen to the words, it's it's or, or read the words. It's it's pretty interesting for sure. Well, absolutely, and and I like the fact that I mean, it it's kind of like a country song. I, I yeah. mean, it it really kind of is, and I think they do a a great. And that's again like where the Stones did things that the other bands of the time couldn't do. Like they yeah. could do a song like that, and I I don't know who else could have pulled it off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that that's the thing, and and that's one of the things about the Stones is that they get away with it. Yeah, you know, it, but you know. but it's not even that they get away with it. They do a they do a fucking great job. Yeah, yeah, and you know, no sh- there's there, there's really no sh- they have no shame. Like, no, they, they don't. You know, yeah, they, they 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 don't care, and that's you know good for them. <laughs> we yeah, bands like that. But and and again, uh, well, not again, but a, a great song to end the side with. Mm-hmm. Because then yep. <laughs> you know you end the side with that, and you start out with Midnight Rambler, and yep, yep, dude, I, I don't, I guess I haven't done enough research to know if Midnight Midnight Rambler was a cover or was based off some old blues lyrics, but uh-huh. I, I again like. I I just it's it's hard to think of a better stone song because it is just so good and it yeah. builds it builds it does it does and yeah. and when he has that lyric at the end that said I'll stab my knife right down your throat like and I know it hurts I mean it dude oh yeah it yeah that is it's it's pretty intense. It is, it is. It is pretty intense for sure. Um, and and the song does have, um, you know, I would say the Stones are known for like their transitions within songs a a, a lot. Um, I, I feel like a lot of times they get a groove and they kind of they'll kind of you know go with it, go with it, yeah. Um, you know, but but this song and especially when they perform it live, that 
they they actually do um it's it's a longer song it's i want to say it's like six, no i agree and it, yeah. it's it's i mean the the album track is almost seven minutes and yeah, right for them i mean i feel like that's a that's a quite a long ordeal but yeah man it's just it's so good and it it just hits yeah i mean i to go back to that lyric, I mean, when he says that lyric, you're just like, "God well, damn right, it hurts!" Like, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, so we move on from Midnight Rambler, and then we go into uh, Keith Richards gets his uh, little moment here. Yeah, uh, with with uh, you got the silver, and yep. now is I mean, it's it's just a short kind of I don't know fun well, little a, song I mean but it's a blues know, song yeah 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 and I mean he didn't I'm trying to think like how many Keith songs there are I mean you know all the the writing credits are always Jagger Richards but sure um, but where where he's where he really sings on sure it, you know? not not a whole lot and and yeah. I think that for this song I think his voice fits and I think it it's uh Again, yeah. it's a good blues song, and it's it's cool because it kind of like like we talked about earlier. It kind of slows down the momentum of the album and yeah. prepares you for what's next, which is yeah. Monkey oh, Man. Monkey which Man. I mean, dude, good god! Opening, I mean, that's dude, the opening piano is one of the sexiest sounds I think I've like ever heard in music. I know it, there's just something about it. I'm just like, wow, that it just. It, it just has such a good feel to it and then and then the song just kind of like explodes it, it almost it, in a weird way there's a part of me that's like oh my god the opening piano sound it's, it sounds so good it's so beautiful that it almost doesn't fit with the rest of the song in, I, in a, I know in a weird way it, it really and, doesn't and i think i knew about this song before i even knew about the rest of the album and uh-huh. it, it was like it was that song where you were like God, like, damn it, that's a good song. Like, yeah, it's yeah. just, it's a simple riff, but it uh-huh. just doesn't let up, and it's so good. It's just yeah. so good. Yeah, no, it really is. I mean, they, it, God, you know, I know I was saying Give Me Shelter is my favorite song in the album, I, I think, but then, you know, you, yeah. start going through the yeah, li- you, you start going through the list and really start thinking about it and, and looking at some of them, and it's like, I know, I, I'd have... How a hard time passing that one off. I really would. I really would. Yep. Um, and then we move on to "You Can't Always Get What You Want," which is a probably the other. I mean, uh, yeah, it, yeah. That's a, to yeah. me. That's like the Stones. Let it be. That, yeah. That's that's yeah. how I view it. I mean, yeah. I yeah. not to compare them to the Beatles, but I mean, shit. Just, who yeah. hasn't at this point? And yeah. it's yeah. it's it's hard not to, but like. A great song. I mean, the incorporation yeah. well, of a choir. And, oh, so and, cool! So yeah, cool. It, and the lyrics are interesting. I mean, if you really listen to them, they're they're. It tells the story. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, and and which is which is something that they don't do. Um, I you know I'd Agreed. have to look a, a little more at. No, um, I mix, I completely lyrics, agree but, with you. Their their you know, lyrics are not telling us. Yeah, not like that. Lot. No, no. A lot of times it's just phrases and words and things just kind of kind of thrown in and put together. Like there's that one song on Exile on Main Street where, you know, Mick's like, yeah, I just cut up all these short little phrases 
and threw them like in a hat and put them on a table and just kind of organized them on his on his table and that's the order that he put you know the words for the song in you know and, yeah and, and that's and, th- and that's so cool but with you can't always get what you want it's it, it is telling a story um yeah and it's no it is uh and the song builds slowly you know and it's, I mean, it's classic i mean the choir yeah. i mean it's it's full it's beautiful it's yeah, uh, yeah. you know now i don't think they have anything else like that all right now i heard a version of it and i don't know if it's on the the um uh you know because you have i think the whatever their singles or their greatest yeah the singles whatever. collection and is it on that because I've heard a version of it, it is. Huge, and and I believe on that, I might be wrong, um, but I believe it actually just starts with the acoustic guitar. In the beginning, they don't have the choir. I've heard a version where it where it just starts with the acoustic guitar, and there's no um, opening choir. Yes, I believe that is the case, and I could uh, I could find that file. And honestly, I like that version better without the choir. No, because the oh. choir is in that version, but oh. the choir doesn't come in right away. It yeah. starts out with the acoustic guitar, and then right. it builds into it builds. the choir, sure. which which right. I think is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I should thought say the, that was a regular version, but I think we need to listen back to make sure. Yeah, I should say the 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 choir intro. It it doesn't have um, true. Yeah, and yeah, and I like it without the choir intro because I I think it okay. it like gives it this sense of of like starting out from something real simple and and yeah. building. Yeah. Yeah. It's it is um, and that and I, and if you don't have the Rolling Stones singles collection, um, you know throughout the year that that is worth getting because yeah, some good songs on there. There's a lot of great yeah, songs yeah, on there. Yeah, yeah. I never had that. I always had the um, the High Tide and Green Grass album, and then the Through yeah. the Past Darkly, which is kind yeah. of their sort of their their, their greatest hits, sort yeah. of uh, for for that time, but. Okay, um, so, so yeah, we come to, to the, the part of the show where it's time to play Stretch the away, game. Buddy. What's mm-hmm. your What's your track? Okay, so well, let me let me talk a little bit about uh, the album, and you know, we discussed a lot of the songs. Of the album are very bluesy, very very bluesy yep. and stuff. But I don't. But to me, is my, I love "Gimme Shelter" and I love "You Can't Always Get What You Want." I feel like those songs, though, I think, like I said earlier, almost kind of don't fit sort of with with the the songs that all fall in between. Um, OK. And, and I actually feel like you can't always get, get what you want. Almost really kind of doesn't fit with with the album and the, 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 the mood and the feel. Now, that's mm-hmm. that's not my track, but I'm just saying that I don't if, if it if it if that song wasn't on there, um you know, and you know, they put some other blue song or something in there. Then I'd be like, "Oh, okay, that's whatever. That that that's okay. cool." I just, Fair. I, I kind of feel like it, it just doesn't fit. Um, so but I what's think, your track? That, yeah. So I think the song for me is is probably actually "Country Honk." Um, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, and and I think part of it is I. I, I I love the idea. I love the concept. I think I, I can't disagree with you of you know a cover of your own song. Like you know that's it's, yeah it's yeah pretty, it's cool pretty badass. It's it's fun. Um, but I actually really like the original 
track a lot. I I do too. So so for me, there's a part of me. It's like the idea is fun. It's cool. You know, did you know? Did does it need to be on there? I don't know. If if the song wasn't on there, I still think the album is uh, still phenomenal. Yeah, Um, fair enough. So I I I I think for me, it would probably have to be uh, country honk. Okay, Um, probably. You know. Well, you know, for me. It's love in vain. Um, okay. Yeah. To me, that's, that's uh, well, not even to me. In reality, that's a cover of a Robert Johnson blues standard nowadays, I guess. Yeah. And it's just, they, they did it well. I mean, I have no qualms in terms of how they did it, but it's just... Like I could skip over it, and sure. to me, the album would remain the same, and it would yeah. be just as amazing. And I wouldn't want to scratch any of the other ones because, like, they wrote them. They wrote right. them. Sure, sure. You know that? Yeah. No, that that definitely makes sense. Definitely yeah. makes sense to me. I, um, I, I, I like. Uh, you know, I like that song. I think it's good. I, I like that it's right after Gimme Shelter, how they kind of, you know, it punches you. Oh, yeah. No, no, it, no. It, it's it gives I you a second to you. breathe. gives you a second to breathe a little bit, you know. Um, so, yeah. I But, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't disagree with that. Um, you know, it's 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 hard when you're picking picking these songs off, you know, uh, these, these pretty iconic albums of, I hear you, you know, your, your, your least favorite. So, um, well, I think that about wraps up, let it bleed. You think so? We think we're, we're yes, sir. We got our our tracks. I think we covered everything pretty well. Awesome. So, well, we've uh, we've been moving along on some of these albums. We got plenty of other cool albums to come. Some of them are going to be Classic albums, classic rock. We're going to be also moving into other areas. Uh, we know we, we've done OK Computer. Uh, we're going to be doing some grunge rock. Uh, but we'll also get into other genres and, and things like, uh, uh, like I'm sure Bitches Brew will, will make the cut one of these days. We'll get into some jazz. So uh, for everyone listening, uh, we appreciate all your support. Continue to listen. Continue to uh, uh, subscribe and tell your friends about it. So until next time, The Dude and Grim. We're out. Signing off. Scratcher Track is produced by the Dude and Grim. Additional music provided by Moore. That's dot 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 M O R E. And the Tims, T I M N Z. Copyright 2020. The Dude and Grim Show.